Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we will discuss the college football history of the Bowling Green Falcons. This program in the 1920s, right up to 1930, and then again in the late 1950s, were a small college division powerhouse. One national championship in a small college division, one coach who led the program to the mountaintop, one legendary coach, one upset to end the nation's longest winning streak, one pick six to secure a national championship, one heads-up play by a punter to secure a stunning upset, one late touchdown pass to secure an upset, one fourth-quarter collapse to secure a loss, one tie to derail a perfect season, three undefeated teams with unfortunate ties, one perfect regular season, one undefeated untied national championship, two stellar players on defense, two exceptional quarterbacks, one longtime rival, one scoring outburst only to be followed by a shutout, one unusual four-tie season, one season of nothing but shutouts, and of course, two Falcons. First season, 1919. National championships, one. 1959, small college division. Heisman Trophy winners, zero. Best coach, Doit Perry. 1955-1964, 77 wins, 11 losses, and 5 ties, and won 85.5% of his games. The two years before Doit Perry arrived at Bowling Green, the Falcons went a combined 3-15. Enter Coach Perry. In his first season, Coach Perry's version of the Falcons went 7-1-1, shutting out 5 of their 8 opponents. In 10 seasons as Falcons head coach, his Falcons never lost more than 2 games in any season, had 5 one-loss teams, 2 undefeated teams, won 5 MAC championships, and if that is not enough, there was the undefeated untied 1959 Small College Division National Champion. Bowling Green's football stadium was named after him, the Doit L. Perry Stadium. Doit Perry is in the College Football Hall of Fame. But special attention must be paid to one other coach, Don Nealon. 1968-1976, 53 wins, 35 losses, and 4 ties, and won 59.8% of his games. In nine seasons, legendary coach Don Nealon's version of the Falcons had eight winning seasons, including an upset over number 18 Purdue in 1972. Coach Nealon left to coach West Virginia to further compile his legacy. Don Nealon is in the College Football Hall of Fame. Most stunning win. Bowling Green 17, Miami of Ohio 14, October 29, 1966. Bowling Green entered the game 2-3. Coach Bo Schembechler's Miami of Ohio was 7-0, writing the nation's longest winning streak at 12 games, had not allowed more than 13 points all season, and would go on to win out the rest of the season to finish 9-1. Playing at Oxford in Miami's home stadium, the game was scoreless in the second quarter when sophomore quarterback Paul Nietzsche entered the game for Bowling Green. Nietzsche led the Falcons to a field goal and then threw an 8-yard touchdown pass to propel Bowling Green to attend the nothing halftime lead. Miami tightened the game to 10-7 in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, Nietzsche struck again, scoring on a one-yard touchdown run to secure the stunning upset for the Falcons. Bowling Green would go on to win out the remainder of the season to finish 6-3. But attention must be paid to three other games. Bowling Green 13, Ohio 9, November 21, 1959. Number one in the small college division, Bowling Green, entered the game a perfect 8-0 with dreams of an undefeated, untied national championship season. Number nine, Ohio, was 4-1. After a scoreless first quarter, Bowling Green fell behind in the second quarter and trailed 9-0 at halftime. But in the third quarter, the Falcons mounted a long scoring drive to cut the lead to 9-7. On the second play of the fourth quarter, Falcon Jeremy Colena intercepted an Ohio pass and raced untouched for a 50-yard pick six to secure the perfect season and a national championship in the small college division for the Falcons. 
And then there was Bowling Green 17, Purdue 14, September 16, 1972. In the opening game of the season, Bowling Green faced a number 18 Purdue team playing at Purdue in front of 51,859 fans, the largest crowd ever to witness a MAC game up to that point in time. And again, this game was away from home for Bowling Green. Bowling Green started out fast, recovering two fumbles and converting them into two first quarter touchdowns. With the game tied at 14 at halftime, the Falcons' defense clamped down the second half, shutting out the Boilermakers. In the fourth quarter, Bowling Green lined up to punt. The Boilermakers blocked Eddie McCoy's punt, but McCoy made a heads-up play as he picked up his own blocked punt and raced 21 yards for an improbable first down. The Falcons then ran off seven plays, and Don Taylor kicked a 29-yard field goal with a little over 14 minutes left in the game to secure the stunning upset. One last point. Don Taylor was a freshman who had not even attended his first class on campus. And then there was Bowling Green 27, Purdue 26, September 6, 2003. Bowling Green entered the game 1-0. Number 16, Purdue, was playing in their first game of the season. Late in the fourth quarter, Bowling Green trailed 26-20. Quarterback Josh Harris led a drive down to the 32-yard line. With 2.08 left in the game, he threw a game-winning touchdown to secure the stunning win. It was Bowling Green's first victory over a top-ranked opponent since that 1972-17-14 victory over Purdue that we just discussed. Most stunning loss. Fresno State 29, Bowling Green 28, December 18, 1982, the California Bowl. Bowling Green entered the game 7-4. Fresno State was 10-1. After a scoreless first quarter, the Falcons took control of the game and took a 28-7 lead in the fourth quarter. But Fresno State stormed back in the fourth quarter, scoring 22 unanswered points, including the game-winning two-yard touchdown, with 11 seconds remaining to secure the implausible loss. Most stunning tie. Bowling Green 7, Miami of Ohio 7, November 3, 1956. Bowling Green entered the game undefeated 7-0. Miami of Ohio was 6-1. This lone tie kept the Falcons from a perfect undefeated untied season. Best team. There was Coach Warren Stella's undefeated teams in 1928 and 1930. The 1928 Bowling Green Falcons were 5-0-2, and the 1930 Bowling Green Falcons were 6-0-2. There was the 1956 Bowling Green Falcons, 8-0-1. Coach Dwight Perry's Falcons started the season with a 73-0 defeat of Defiance, holding Defiance to 15 total yards. The Falcons never looked back as they finished the season undefeated, this lone tie to Miami of Ohio that we mentioned earlier. And then there was the 1985 Bowling Green Falcons, 11-1. Coach Denny Stoltz's Falcons ran through the regular season undefeated and untied and earned a trip to the California Bowl, where they lost to Fresno State 51-7. But we give the nod to the 1959 Bowling Green Falcons 9-0. Coach Doyd Perry's Falcons finished the season undefeated, untied, and the national champions of the small college division. The 59 Falcons stormed out of the gates, winning their first four games by scores of 51-7, back-to-back shutouts of 14-0 and 34-0, and then 51-21. They were a triple-threat team, quarterback Bob Colburn, running back Chuck Comer, and wide receiver Bernie Casey. They placed four members on the All-Wack team that year. Best player, quarterback Brian McClure, 1982-1985. In his career at Bowling Green, Brian McClure set many school records, including passing for 10,280 yards, tossing 900 completions, and throwing for 63 touchdowns. He led the Falcons to an undefeated regular season in 1985. Brian McClure was a three-time MAC Offensive Player of the Year, two-time MAC Most Valuable Player of the Year, and won the Semibar Trophy, which is awarded to the nation's top passer. Brian McClure was the second quarterback ever to pass for more than 10,000 yards. But 
Attention must be paid to three other players. Defensive end Phil Villapiano, 1968-1970. In 1970, defensive end Phil Villapiano was a terror on the D-line. He was a two-time first-team All-Mac end, and in 1970 was the Mac Defensive Player of the Year. He went on to the NFL, where he was drafted by the Oakland Raiders, where he would earn both the 1971 AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year award and a Super Bowl ring in 1976. There was defensive back Martin Bayless, 1980-1983. In his career at Bowling Green, Bayless set both a school and a MAC record with 27 interceptions, the second highest in NCAA FBS history. And then there was quarterback Matt Johnson, 2013 to 2015. In 2015, Matt Johnson led the Falcons to the MAC championship and passed for 4,946 yards and 46 touchdowns. That year, Matt Johnson was the MAC Offensive Player of the Year and MAC Most Valuable Player of the Year. Rival Toledo Rockets. The teams first played in 1919. It was Bowling Green's first game. Toledo won 6-0. They played for the Battle of the I-75 Trophy, the 25-mile stretch of highway that separates the two schools. In 1929 and 1930, the two schools played to consecutive scoreless ties. Hullabaloo won. In 1921, Bowling Green's third season, the Falcons defeated Finley 151-0, scoring 22 touchdowns. The next game, they were shut out by Ashford 27 to nothing. If you're counting, that is a 178-point differential between the two games. Hullabaloo 2. In 1931, the Falcons had an unusual record. Three wins, one loss, and four ties. In the first five games of the season, Coach Warren Stella's Falcons had three scoreless ties, 0-0, zero to zero, and up to that point in the season, had not allowed a single point all season, shutting out the five opponents by a combined score of 19 to nothing in five games. By season's end... In their three wins, one loss, four tie season, the Falcons outscored their opponents by a total of 25 to 21 in their eight games. Hullabaloo 3. In 1935, in Coach Harry Okerman's first season as head coach, the Falcons went 1 and 6. They started the season 0 and 6 and were shut out every one of their games. The last game of the season, the Falcons won, shutting out Hiram 25 to nothing. Mascot Frida and Freddie Falcon, they are anthropomorphized peregrine Falcons. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.